Thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. With your host, Dapper Data. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? You are listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. This is your host, Dapper Data. I have brought a very special guest on here, but before I introduce him, um, you know, we we have done a lot of podcasts related to artificial intelligence. Uh, I know I've done one, uh, a single podcast that that talked about AI, was well, also known as AI uh, for, for the audience out there. I've done a single podcast that, that talked about artificial intelligence, right? Some of the use cases and all that good stuff, but it's always good to hear from an expert, right? I'm not the expert, okay? I'll let you know, I'm not the expert, but <laughs> but uh, now I'm bringing on somebody that, 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 that lives and breathes this thing uh, that has done a lot in the industry, you know, and, 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 and done a lot for the community of data science and artificial intelligence. Uh, I wanna bring on Mark Kersner, you know, say hello, Mark. <laughs> Hi everybody. <laughs> so Mark, Mark is the co-founder of Elephant Scale, right, which is a big data training and consulting company, co-author of an open source book called Hadoop Illuminated. Um and and he'll be able to tell you all about that a little later and and uh, official uh, official member at the Forbes Technology Council and also CEO of something a, a, a company that we're going to talk about in depth a little later, Skya AI, right? Scalable AI. So without further ado, I wanted to introduce you to Mark. Mark, tell them a little bit about yourself. Okay, guys. So hi, my name is Mark. If you hear some accent, that is Russian. Mm -hmm. And I come from that place uh, that's called St. Petersburg, Russia. And that's the capital of the hackers of the world. So if you hear about (laughs) the latest exploits, the most likely uh, that's where it is going on. I myself is not there right now. <laughs> oh man! So I, I didn't know that. That's where the, 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 that's what they call the hackers of the world. Where they hang out, yes. Oh the man! Hackers, they enjoy special protection by the Russian government. You mm-hmm. probably know, but I'll tell you a bit more. If you go to their websites, like R Evil, that's one of the groups, Revil, mm-hmm. and uh, you see the first thing that they promise us not to attack the Russian targets. Then mm-hmm. we'll give you the software to attack other targets. Oh. One of the first agreements you sign. Oh, man. Man. Probably will read it by going into Google and asking Google to translate it. But that Perfect. is essentially what they're saying. Yes, they are the capital. And this is called ransomware as a service. What, mm. you, what you do is you just rent that software and you say, uh, I'll be choosing the targets and uh, they they will be providing negotiations there the ways of exporting that money and so on very well developed industry it's amazing what's going on they are they're good project managers that's awesome that's awesome we have we have probably have to definitely have a, a side conversation about some of that one day because that yeah. seemed very interesting that's, um, that's my second so- big interest ai and security oh couldn't stop myself from mentioning that. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that that's interesting. I, I went and did my master's in cybersecurity. Did wow. a little bit of hacking myself. Should absolutely if, talk 
about this. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. So today, though, we're going to talk, we're going to discuss the potential and power of artificial intelligence, right? And and we're going to talk about the company, right, that you own, right? Scalable AI and, and, and the ability to derive the meaning and context of some of that unstructured data, right? We want to talk about all that, right? So... First, right, we when we when we think AI, right, a lot of people are saying, man, it's going to change the world. It's going to transform the world at some point, right? And so when they when they say that and they say it's going to transform the world, right, we're thinking, okay, artificial artificial intelligence systems can capture and understand their environment in real time. Uh, you thinking Alexa? You're thinking natural language processing, you're thinking Siri, right? You're thinking Google Assistant, you're thinking all this cool stuff, self-driving cars, healthcare industry, right? That's that's what I think when I think about AI, right? Where where do you see or how do you see AI um, as how powerful is AI, right, to you? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I'll, maybe I'll make an analogy. Let's say you're thinking about basketball. So you're thinking about all of the great athletes and how they do it. But the real basketball is for the people in the sense that they are not the only one playing. So the mm -hmm. real effect on the people is the fact that millions of people play that game. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want to move into. I want to say that, yes, AI, the most uh, visible part of it, maybe is Alexa, maybe it's another uh, Google Assistant. But it should be really everywhere. It should be in every place where there is software. And mm. that's what I really want to move into. Um, and one of the reasons is because I'm, I'm teaching. I'm teaching AI. So I'm teaching it to everybody. Every developer should be able to add this as a special ingredient into his or her recipe. Right? Mm. I'm giving you a special spice. Maybe they make it in... Uh, in some uh, Morocco maybe, but everybody should be using it, not in a special restaurant everywhere. That's all right. that's what they're trying to push, by the way. Google no, no, into every everybody's mouths because everybody will then subscribe to their cloud. Ah, so right. <laughs> the providers of AI also agree to the way we want to make everybody use it. Yeah, yeah. Now that's interesting, you know, and 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 when I think about AI, I always think about automating something that's so manual, right? You know, and as developers, you, you're you always, you're doing a lot, right? You can do a lot of coding, you can do a lot of uh, of things, but when you're able to automate stuff that kind of remove, removes that human error aspect and all that good stuff, you know, I, I think AI is extremely, extremely viable. And it's interesting that you mentioned that everybody should start to use it. It is everywhere. Every, everybody should 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 throw that as a as an ingredient into their recipe, you know. But as us as humans, you know, we a lot of people. I know a lot of people in the audience. Some of the more um, uh, uh, novice folks in the audience, they they try to do that comparison, right, between artificial intelligence and human intelligence. Yeah. Right? And 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 from your from your expertise, you know, where do you see some of those differences between artificial intelligence and human intelligence? Yeah, that's a very important question. But let me first ask 
where do you see the similarities? And then we will talk about differences, right? So all mm -hmm. the similarities are huge. Uh, the human intelligence can do a lot. Think of all your life. You do it all with the human intelligence, right? So mm -hmm. it's surprising that there are so many areas that will change once you apply intelligence to that. Let us mm -hmm. say, let us say you were not intelligent up until now, suddenly you became very intelligent. There are so many areas you could do, right? You could become a doctor, you could become a, a lawyer, you could become a, a, a researcher, whatever. So intelligence opens vistas, right? The mm -hmm. more you learn, the more you know, well, usually the more you are paid, except except for being in Russia. That's the other way around. But <laughs> normally that's the case. So that's what that's why we cannot even focus on any specific area because intelligence is so vast. But on mm -hmm. the other let's think of where they're different. Well, here there is a big, big difference. And I think the person who expressed it the best was, um, his name was Dan Berger. Dan Berger is, was a professor of computer science at the University of Texas, Austin. And now he is the leading architect at Google, uh, sorry, um, Microsoft Cloud, Azure. So mm -hmm. his lecture, he came to Houston, he was at the Rice University, he said, I really envy the human brain. That is a machine that runs on 30 volts of electricity and it's doing absolutely fantastic, amazing things that were nowhere near close and probably won't ever be. So the biggest difference is that we are amazing. Our intelligence, it's talking about everything in the world. Computers are nowhere near. They've been trained to do some specific goals. Even mm -hmm. though these people are talking about general artificial intelligence, but my personal opinion, it's not even doable. Okay, that's my opinion. But still, uh, right now, we know that there are very specific areas like uh, character recognition. That's where it works. So the major difference between us and uh, computers is that we're very wide. We are really general artificial intelligence. We can start mm -hmm. about anything and then suddenly start laughing and drinking. That, that's us, right? Right. Computers are doing something very specific and they're not yet able to do a real things, understand one thing from another, no, they're not there. Right, right. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think they've really aced the ability to choose, um, how would you say, up on uh, related social and excited type of codes, right? You know, or being social interactions, emotions and things like that, you know, self-awareness, you know, all those things I think will will forever keep the human and I don't I don't know if they'll ever get to the point where they can do that, right? You know, it's yes, it's so chaotic, right? But yes, I think we agree on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I look at it, I see humans, human beings use their brains, right? Ability to think, memory, you know, <laughs> while you have right, right, where you have artificial intelligence, AI machines, right? They depend on data given to them. Yes. By created by the humans, right? Right. Of course, you can make them imitate. I said suddenly we can act irrationally. Uh, you can imitate this. You can build a random number generation, and then the AI will also become very irresponsible. Yeah, that is unbelievable. But that's because you programmed it this way. You said, okay, let's be... Exactly. But usually, uh, usually they do what you tell them to. 
Right, right. So there has to be some human element in there where you're where you're still being able to control it from the back end, right? You know. Um, so there's this there's this topic, right? I don't people don't talk about it as much, right? It's called natural language processing, also known as NLP, right? Now in the techies, right, we talk about it a lot because we're in the industry, we're in the you know data science industry as a whole, right? If you're if you're in it, you're involved in it, you know, you probably have heard natural language processing at some point, especially in data science. Um, but everybody outside of it, right, looking at text analysis and all that good stuff and 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 being able to um, really look at speech recognition and and all those different things, a lot of people don't they they don't understand it, right? You know, and how important it is or will be and what kind of difference it will make in the world today. You know, what what's your thoughts on natural language process? Like why is it important in your eyes? Yeah, I'm glad you asked for three reasons. I'll tell you all the reasons. Mm -hmm. The last one. The last one is because there is a revolution in technology today. It's mm -hmm. been going for about two years. And it's to understand the language better than it used to be. I'll tell you what happened recently is that it used to be that you, if you ask Google, how do I park close to the curb on the street going up? Then Google will notice maybe the car, the curb park, and it won't know that you're asking it close to the curb. It won't know exactly the relationship between the object. Or if you ask, can I pick up a prescription from a pharmacy for a friend? Mm -hmm. So Google may show you about friends and maybe show you about prescriptions, but it doesn't understand that the essence of your question is, I'm picking up not for myself, I'm picking up for a friend. Mm -hmm. Now it does. It changed yeah. the ago. We all know the code word for this. It's called BERT, just like the Sesame Street doll. We know that yeah. word. And we know that they train this model to understand the text much better than it used to and to understand that I'm asking about picking prescriptions for uh, somebody else. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you very quickly how does it work. It reads all of the texts in the worlds and it trends itself to figure out if i take that word out can i put it back mm. you know that these are kind of uh, tests that people get in school here is a little bit of the text and can you i put dot 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 can you put that word back if you if you can that means you know something you understand well bird also can put the words back and that shows that it well as if knows something as if understands Mm -hmm. We do understand, and we say, well, that's because that's why I put those three dots, I put the words back in. It, well, I'll say no, it doesn't really understand, but it acts as if it does. So that's what's going on right now. That was reason number three. Reason number two is that, well, speech is pervasive. That's how we communicate. It's much more important than pictures. Yes, a picture is worth a thousand words, yes. And if you want to publish a blog without a picture, nobody will read it. This mm -hmm. is all. But uh, still, uh, most of our communication, I would say 99, 95%, a large portion is in our talking. And that's what we're doing here, talking. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to be religious and philosophical, you can go into the Bible and it says, and the man was a talking spirit. So originally, mm -hmm. the difference between man and others is that he can talk. 
So whichever way you do, but it shows that this kind of communication, the words, that's what is so important. Yeah. That was the question that you were asking. No, 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 that definitely was. And that was amazing. Those were some great use cases, you know, and that really helps the audience understand how important natural language process is, right? I mean, you know, we think about marketing intelligence, you know, I think about sentiment analysis, right? Or advertising, right? I think about um, like the chat bots. High price ticket items. Right, right. Andrew Ain is teaching, he likes to emphasize, keep in mind that also gives you a lot of money, whatever I'm teaching you. That, yeah, that, yeah. That advertisement, yeah, that lots of hundreds of thousands of dollars there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neural machine translation, right? Those type of things are very, very important, right? Yeah. And and I think that, you know, as we continue to, like you said, I mean, you 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 hit it right on the money, 90 95%, 90-95% of the way that we're communicating is through, you know, textual language, right? Or through being able to talk, right? And so being able to capture that communication, looking at the sentiment of an individual, right? Something as simple as that, you know, are they upset, are they mad, things like that, right? Uh, looking at keywords on Twitter and being able to figure out, well, you know, uh, what is the sentiment of these individuals, these politicians, right? You know, whatever it is, <laughs> you know. Mention one more thing. We really don't understand how is that that we talk. Uh, there are at least two theories, you know, that in this world of how is that that we understand the language, there is the theory of uh, Piaget and there is a the theory of, uh, uh, what was the other guy? We'll get to the other guy. In any case, theory number one, people during they're born, they begin saying ma, pa, and then eventually they learn how to talk. That's theory number one, a practical theory, uh, and that's no miracle. Mm-hmm. But the other guy, his name is Chomsky, it came back. So Chomsky, as some people pronounce Chomsky, uh, but, but uh, his theory is that it's impossible to learn all that the humans need to learn. It cannot be that we learn and that's how we speak. No, it says we know before we're born. Oh. Both really are scientists, both really are not based on any philosophy or religion, but that's what their conclusions are. Now, oh. so the child wakes up now he's in the world or she's in the world now begins listening to the parent and she says oh they speak in english so so now she speaks english it's not Uh like that but that is essentially the theory what i wanted to emphasize is that we don't really understand how is that that we communicate Mm. we don't quite know that makes it real it's magic at least According to Homescan, according to Persia, that's no magic. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's unresolved. So we don't understand how we talk. We do talk, however. We understand each other. We don't understand how is it that we understand each other. Right, right. It's it's we imitate that it understands. Yeah, yeah. What, what's your thoughts, though? Uh, between the two theories, what do you, what do you lead it more towards? It's very dangerous to predict anything. I know, but you know, to use the language of Shakespeare, this I do prognosticate, he says. He takes the risk. So I, I, I predict that there is a limit. There is a limit to what the computers can do. And just as there are limits to how much information can put into a chip and then beyond that it burns, 
So I, I believe that, uh, but that's my personal opinion. You, I, I'm sure you cannot prove that it's either this or that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I would have to dig a little bit more into it so I can maybe come up with my own thoughts or theory about baseball. What do you think? Um, I don't know. Just thinking between those two, those two theories, you know, I, I, I like the idea that you that you know before you're born kind of thing, you know, <laughs> that you already know it. But but I, but I, I what'd you say? It's lovely. We all like fairy tales. So it, it's as a fairy tale. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and, but it does, what it does do, it, it make it helps me understand exactly what you said. We really don't know how we communicate. Right. You know, and that's something that nobody really thinks about, <laughs> you know, so, all right, so I want to get deeper into your vision of Skya AI, right? AI advisor, uh, because I did a lot of, uh, I, I was able to, you know, I looked at it, I Googled it and stuff, you know, and, and I was like, man, this, this product is really amazing, you know? And I wanted you to be able to get a chance to really share with the audience, you know, your vision for it, right? You know, what is, what is it, you know, why do you call it the AI advisor? You know, what is it really doing and how is it helping out? The world and making it making it a better place okay thanks for asking i'll be happy to tell you and that will lead to more discussion i hope and it will be also interesting so we teach a lot we we, we travel around the world right now we sit at home but we still as if travel meet people and i teach them how to do ai mm -hmm. and i noticed that after all is said is done they're not jumping to do it because it's still pretty hard Mm -hmm. Intelligence is not easy. Why should you think that AI, artificial intelligence, would be easy? No, it won't. So I thought, let me start a company that will help them to do that. I taught them how to do it. Now let's come and do that. And the first application that I thought of was legal because it's somehow close to, to my interests. So what can we write for the lawyers? Of course, people do write software for the lawyers. But I was thinking, what of the existing AI technologies I can practically use? And I have a friend, he came up with an idea. He said, let's do this. You're asking, can I find a big, important evidence that's usually called a smoking gun? So mm -hmm. can I find a smoking gun in this heap of evidence? Well, you can do the Google search or you can do the keyword search and you will find too much. You'll find lots of documents that have those keywords. Like, mm -hmm. did this guy do it? Well, too many words to search. <laughs> so, so it turns out there is a new technology, again, called BIRD, that will do this. It will say, uh, formulate your question. And instead of uh, doing the keyword searches, I'll find the document which answers your question as closely as we can. By the way, we have seen this. Now, if you do Google searches, first of all, Google teaches you how to don't do keyword anymore. Just ask your question. I mm -hmm. don't see that, but Google pushes this because now they do understand more or less what you're saying. So that's number one. Number two, once they find a do an, an, an answer, and they're not all powerful, all knowing, they find an answer that somebody else wrote. So mm -hmm. they usually emphasize that place. They say, this is where this document has actually the answer to your question which is a great service that they give us. Here's your document. Okay, so I thought, can we use this technology? 
can our lawyer formulate a piece of evidence which he knows doesn't exist maybe there, but can he find the closest to this? Can can our machine understand this? And can it give him exactly what Google is doing? Well, essentially, you already saw it. Google does it. When you search, very often you find exactly the pointer to the right place. Mm-hmm. Now, lawyers, that would mean, aha, yes, he did it. And that's the document that proves it. So we call it smoking gun. We made um, a demo of that and it looks very nice. And we're still working on that. And we don't tell people it's already working, please pay here. No, it's a a work in progress. But that's the kind of thing that I thought our sky should do. It should work as a research lab that shows and shows off those use cases that AI will be great. And I have an open source tool for the lawyers already. So we're adding this AI technologies to this open source tool. And we're saying, just look at what we can do. Now, we're not building the big things because uh, that's a big investment, big uh, company leading into into this world. And there was one guy who actually did it here next to me in Houston. But he is a different kind of guy. So he built a company. All these years that I went around teaching, Mm -hmm. he was building a company with lots of investments, and he built that company. Well, I'm not that kind of guy. I'm much more into the specific technology and research, and so I'm a lab. Mm. Well, not me, but all of us together. We're a lab of using those technologies, but applying them to something practical. The smoking gun is one example. Uh, Summarization is another example. Could you please say it in a few words? Ah, so oh. comes there's a very long uh, can you tell me just shortly briefly uh, in few words in your words what does it say so that's available again just learn how to do it Implement that's awesome so you mean so you mean like taking text right paragraphs and paragraphs you yes. know say a dissertation right so yeah. i create a dissertation right. dissertation right and then you could say hey i can summarize this entire dissertation yeah, I'll tell you, give you an example. That will be very exciting. So if you want to search, look for the word Pegasus. Pegasus, just like this winged horse, the horse with the wings. So it's mm-hmm. called Pegasus, but look, Pegasus that does text analytics or Pegasus that does summarization. So that will be work out of Google. And uh, one example that gives you, it's a long medical article about how insurance payments play out the end result is that it gives an extremely short summary that the insurance actually pays breaches doctors to keep patients out of the hospitals. Oh. <laughs> they show, if you read it, that will be the first example. They give you two excerpts. One is what the computer did. The other one is what the experts did. They call it the golden and the computer generated. The unbelievable clothes. Man. Well, now just give it to people. Just give it as a summarizer. I think Microsoft also is implementing this, and they will put it into your Word, Microsoft Word. There will be a button to summarize, or maybe just a mouse over, pop over, summarizing. When this happens, by the way, it will stop being called artificial intelligence. Because once it's it, it's almost like a given, just like uh, you know, spell check. Right? Right, spell check. right. We don't call it AI, even though really it is. Oh, mm-hmm. grammar, that's one great uh, add-on that checks the grammar. It's marginally AI now because it's still unusual. For yeah, yeah. You mean like when we're in Google, 
as well. They, if you notice in the emails, um, you're typing out the email. They know what you will say. And yeah. And better, right? It's you also you almost rely on that. So once it is this way, you will say, well, it's just like face recognition. Of course, the computers recognize faces. Mm -hmm. Right. Same thing. In other words, that uh, name that we give it is very fluid, and the, the more common it is, the less we call it artificial intelligence. Oh man! Oh man! Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, and and it's starting to dawn on me how how much AI is in our lives already. <laughs> you know, you're not even thinking about it, and. You know, I'm, I'm getting updates from Google Photos all the time that say, hey, you know, you recognize this person or they're starting to identify, you know, my face across 10 years worth of photos. Right. You know, and they say, I know that Bobby or Bobby Roundtree, you know, my my that they attach my name to it on my kids. Right. Or or or, you know, any family member, it just automatically says, hey, if you already tied a name to it, they already know that this face is the same face because they're recognizing it all across for 10 right. years or so. right and later on you just say oh, of course face recognition yes yeah well, even more to hide the magical nature of that you will say of course face labels that's what it is yeah yeah so i said that a piece of good technology is practical and not distinguishable from magic yeah <laughs> That's where we're going to. Life becomes more and more magical. And right. And uh, that's what I mean. They try to put it everywhere. Learn more about the AI. Try to use it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Would you? Would you? Would you? Uh, this is this is so random. It just made me think about uh, autonomous vehicles. Would you? Would you invest in one of those? When they? When they? When they're here fully? You mean? Would I buy one? Yeah. Yeah, would you buy one? <laughs> I thought you would ask me, would I ride in one? Oh, I, oh, well, either. Well, I, I, well, would you would you buy one though for yourself when it's fully developed, right? When they're saying, "Hey, all these vehicles." People think that it will always be public. In other words, why do you even need to buy it if it is uh, working? Then somebody else will maintain it. It will be kind of Uber, but automatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look at the way uh, autonomous vehicles, um, how they they save, they, they could essentially save lives, right? Like you're you're looking at um, being able to eliminate the human error from a driving standpoint, right? Somebody is driving, you get sleepy, right? The machine doesn't get sleepy, you know, <laughs> you know, driving while intoxicated, right? <laughs> right. But in the latest cars, you know that if you're sleepy, and you go a little bit to the right, to the right lane, and you have not flipped this blinking light that you're going to the right. It says, hey, wake up. What are you yeah, doing? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a very simple thing. It's not so much AI, but think of it, how many lives it saved already. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And shoot, I, I can, I could, you know, I would, I think that all the autonomous vehicles are going to, um, essentially put some airport or airlines out of business eventually right That's can you imagine five uh you have a a family of like 10 <laughs> 10 right and, and you, you don't want to pay for everybody to get a plane ticket right <laughs> you know you can just take the autonomous vehicle across the world <laughs> across the right. The right but on the way there meanwhile we get incremental improvements you don't have to be fully automated 
Yeah. I was listening to the lecture by the guy from Toyota. Toyota is uh, the research institute is in California. Again, I was like, he came to Houston. So their major emphasis of Toyota, and they're one of the biggest, right, okay. is uh, incremental improvements. You don't have to go with the completely autonomous vehicle as yet, and perhaps even never. But you can help people when people are disabled suddenly. Something okay. happens. How many incidents or accidents happen when the person suddenly has a heart attack? So take over. The machine takes over at this time. Or the mm -hmm. one that I was mentioning, I saw it in Toyota when you are listening to your interlocutor and uh, she is saying something that's putting you to sleep and and you're veering to the right lane. Well, it says, wake up, right? So we <laughs> don't have to be fully automatic, but just help me at the right moment. Right, 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 man. I could get so much done. Um, I could get work done on the way to work, right? You know, it's almost like driving in a train or something, right? You know, you can, <laughs> I'll just say take over, you know, and, and just and just do it. So I, I I I definitely would be all in on an autonomous vehicle, right? You know, so I'm I'm riding an AI wave, you know. Kind of similar because it's not you who I'm driving. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, so I I, I want to. I know that the audience asks this question all the time, right? Yeah. You know, I, I constantly get messages, I get emails, and they always want to know, right? It's it's more of the 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 older generation we talked about before, right? The older generation who already have professions out there, right? They have mm -hmm. solid careers, you know, nice careers, making a lot of good money, right? Doctors, um, financial advisors, you know, uh, shoot, even if you're an insurance uh, a person, right? You're in the insurance industry, whatever it is. They're, they see technology coming in and they're asking, will the computers be able to outperform us to the point where they take over our jobs, right? You know, and so yeah. I like to ask the experts, right? Do you think that, that will happen at one point in, the, in, in this world? Well, maybe I'll start from the book, which addresses exactly that. The book I'm reading right now, Okay, I cannot show it, but it's called AI for Lawyers. AI for Lawyers, okay. Lawyers. You'll, you'll find it on Amazon. The major point that it makes is that if, if you can do better job with the computers, mm -hmm. then your rates, yes, your rates may go down, but competition may force you to do this anyway. But what's important, you'll be able to do better job and more work. So according to them, the paradox is that when your rates go lower, your income might actually go up. Mm -hmm. Now, they're talking to very practical people. Lawyers are the most demanding as far as NLP, natural language processing, is concerned. And they need to make a 100% argument, 100% proof argument, that yes, it makes sense for your lawyers to use AI. And what mm -hmm. they're saying is that yes, you have to use AI because otherwise you're not competitive. When you do, however, you can improve your quality and therefore improve your income. So that is the point of view which says people and computers will live together happily ever after. Right. No, it won't take your job away. Right, right. I, 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 point of view. There are other points of view. There are wars and Star Wars, computers against humans, 
Yes, it's, it's science fiction. <laughs> the one that I recently saw. But but I don't think so. I don't think that is going to happen. Now, of course, bad, bad guys can always use AI, but they could do it even before AI. So that yeah. would put it out. I think it will be a cooperation. I think you will be able to do more. One thing is that, sorry to say, but you will also have to learn a little. Yeah. And if I can automate you, well, sorry, then probably I will automate you. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Right? If you are if you are used to doing the same kind of job, you come to your workplace, you're pushing that button 20 years, well, eventually maybe. <laughs> But but you know people have enormous amount of curiosity. Maybe learning won't be all that bad, and right. uh, you can do some kind of game style learning, something that's fun. Even if you don't like it by yourself, you'll find it fun. And if you like learning, all the better. So yeah. that's in a in a in a in a nutshell, is yes, uh, computers will be smarter, but they will help you. They won't hurt you. Right, right. No, I agree. And, and, you know, and just to add to it, I mean, that was great. You know, I, I look at it as, you know, one, like you said, it can aid, it can aid, you know, whatever job, it can help you be more efficient in your job, right? You can look at it as that. But then like lawyers, right? Why not use AI to help you not make some of those mistakes, right? Or AI to help you uh, uh, really close that, close that case, right? And win. You know, why not? Um, but then you have, on the other hand, I think uh, it's, it's not necessarily going to take over jobs or careers, but it's going to, it just makes the younger generation shift their focus um, to more of the technology side, right? Like you, it's going to be more careers that are behind the machines, right? Creating the code and things like that and trying to figure out how to make those things better for that person to be able to push the button, right? more efficient, right? And uh, so that's the way I look at it. I look at it as you may not lose it, right? But now there's more computer science and data science degrees that are coming out or people that are studying it more because now they can be behind a person, a machine, a robot that's at McDonald's, right? You know, who's coding that? Somebody, the human has to be there as some aspect to be able to help out from the visualization standpoint, from the whole transformation of data, right? That that entire process from inputting the data, you know, cleaning up the data, coding it, all that stuff like that, you know, eventually your 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 job may just shift, right? Your your role in the place may shift. Yeah, that's a positive way to say it. There is a negative way to say it. I hmm. like to keep all points of mind in view. The negative ways I was reading, there's a politician by the name of Andrew Yang. Not the same as the computer science Andrew Ng, but Andrew Yang. Now, he says that, look, AI is going to take millions of people out of work. What we need to do, therefore, he says, guaranteed income. Mm. Well, it's not very encouraging. You're saying essentially they're mindless animals who will not have any work. So at least they, you should keep them alive. Philosophically, yeah. I personally disagree with that. I think you can make the life of people more fun and not less fun. Uh, but I cannot ignore yeah. other people's point of view. That to arrive at the full, complete point of view, you better study your opposing point of view, your opponent's point of view as well. Not yeah. just really keep saying what you're saying. Right, right. No, that's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. 
All right, I don't, I don't want to uh, hold you too much longer, right? You know, I, I really enjoyed this conversation, Mark. It's been amazing. I appreciate you being on the podcast. And as always, I like to leave my audience with some type of gem or nugget, you know, at the end. And uh, from my, from this conversation, I've learned so much, right? I've learned that, you know, AI is already here, right? In many aspects, right? So it's not like, uh, will it come? Will it do this? Will it take over? Um, but I, but I've learned even towards the end that uh, it's it's about making, it's about blending in with the machine, right? Eventually, you have to uh, you don't fight it. Don't fight the machine, right? Use it as <laughs> use it as something that can actually aid you in your career, probably, right? Lawyers is a great example of how AI could really help them uh, do great things right, in this world. Um, is there anything that you want to leave the audience with? I'm thinking that's it's a, the best question ever. Like, mm -hmm. can you give a great greatest possible advice? Oh, you said I already did. Oh, <laughs> yes. Can we say something? Maybe I yeah. should be more something more specific. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you know, make learning a habit. M study a little bit of something every day. Maybe that, and choose what you like. Don't 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 do something that you think is the right thing to learn. No, right. go where your heart is and learn that nice things like i'm going through all of the sonnets of shakespeare with my wife mm. and uh, that's what i like to do like from every creature we desire increase that's mm. not nice. that sounds good people like it so mm. that then the rose would never die and so on that's what i like to do you oh, do what you nice. like to do right? yeah yeah do what you like and to like, do and, and be and great at probably be a, a good idea you will feel good you will also learn something useful. That's amazing. That's that's an amazing uh, quote right there. And, and Jim, because if you think about it, right, so many times we try to follow certain things like the money, right? But we try to follow, you know, what is cool out there, right? Even in, uh, in, in, in the computer world, right? When you see somebody that continues to go to the next big thing, right? You know, big data is here, cloud is here, uh, uh, you know, networking was like the big thing at one point. And then, you know, so when you when you continue to bounce around, right? I never, I always, you, you never really become great at something, right? Or really specialize in something. And uh, it seems like, I mean, sometimes that whole jack of all trades thing, you know, doesn't really work out for you, right? You know, you kind of like that, yes. Yeah, yeah, you gotta like it in order to become great at it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it, it was one thing that I remember you mentioning. Um, this is random because I, I want to get to the overrated, underrated questions okay. soon. But but one cool thing you mentioned, right? So you you did mention Saint Saint Petersburg, Russia, right? And you moved over to Houston, Texas since 1979, right? Uh, now you speak ten languages. Yes, I do. Or at least I like to say that I do. My friends make jokes with me. They say, no, you learn the first word in every language, and you think that's done. <laughs> so, so I told them, all right, all right, I'm learning Chinese now, so I will uh, uh, prove to you. Five years later, I'll be speaking Chinese. Five years later, I'm not speaking Chinese. I know it a little <laughs> bit better. When I'm teaching Chinese students, I can tell them, guys, you discuss your stuff out loud here in Chinese. I will understand it. 
let's know where near where I wanted to go. But in any case, I like languages, and I'm very nervous about the computer translations. So what uh, was all those years for nothing? Uh, we'll see. I'll tell you later. It wasn't worth it something you know. Right now, translation is not as good. It's worth learning languages. Oh, oh, okay. So, so you think it's worth learning languages right now, and uh, and because translation is not. I really think probably in the future, if computer speaks uh, some language, well, it's it who speaks the language, not you. That communication ah. is not direct. You will still, you will still learn something about that people and about that language that you cannot get by translation. Right, so I right. Think learning about the people of the world that what you get. Mm. Yes, that's so a great. Give an example. There is a Spanish way to say that everybody goes crazy in their own way. Mm -hmm. The way you say it is cada loco con su tema, which means each crazy has his own thing that he likes. <laughs> the way it sounds in Spanish is so different. Again, cada is every, loco, crazy, con, with, su tema, with his theme. But in Spanish, it just sounds very nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. So, kind of local and you feel better. You feel that you nailed it, right? Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> I don't know why. Why? What was your real question? You, you mentioned languages, yes. No, I was. I was saying, you know, you like to speak. Yeah, I mean, you speak ten. Well, what? What are the ten languages that you would say? Well, the European languages, like Romanian and Portuguese, Spanish, French, Italian. Oh. And then, of course, Hebrew, I'm Jewish, and then uh, uh, Dutch, German. Mm -hmm. this and you, gotta, you, you, you say you study a lot of the, the, the Jewish culture where you are Jewish. You, know, you said, would, that, would, would you say that played a good part of your foundation of being able to learn a lot of different languages and being able to, um, to really uh, uh, be advanced in, in what you're doing now? artificial intelligence it could be i'll answer there are two sides to that it could be that jews always had to run that was their story mm -hmm. for thousands of years so they would always have to learn new languages they would speak multiple languages and met of course because you know you live in this country next next you know is you don't live in that country like oh. england was throwing the jews in right. and out all the time right so maybe that but um but there's another thing that I wanted to mention, and that is that I want to combine, I want to combine the Jewish learning with the AI. So right now, what I'm working on is I have studied the Talmud, I've studied it a number of times, and that's that means many years of study. And I'm writing the AI part that will summarize all of those summaries that I have and answer people's questions. So all Man. that we've been talking about comes together it's uh, i call it moses ai so uh, <laughs> come and ask right now the site exists the site is called talmud illuminated but the ai right now goes to my own brain it's not really ai it's 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 i right not AI. <laughs> and it goes to my facebook but eventually i hope it will be there oh man that's awesome that's so awesome work that you're doing project right now yes yeah, yeah that, that's really cool, man. All right, so 
Mark, we're going to get to the fun part for the audience, right? We're going to do something called overrated, underrated. Okay. And what this is, I actually got this uh, from, from a motivational speaker. And what he would do is he would, uh, they would ask him, you know, they would just say a certain amount of words, right? About 12 different words. And he gets to say overrated or whether he thinks it's over underrated or just right where it needs to be. Right. So I'm going to give you a series of about seven different topics and you get to say whether it's overrated, underrated or uh, right where it needs to be at. You know, you can explain why or not, you know, however you want to do it. All right. Ready? Yes. All right. Soda. Soda. Yeah. It's overrated. Overrated. by the big capitalist corporations into the throats of the working class. Oh man, that's a hey, hey, I like that. they push the overrate part of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like Even that. I'm out of a, of a communist country, right? Yeah, yeah. I have to say right. desktops. Desktops, I think that's just where they have to be. They yeah. can't <laughs> without them, right? <laughs> I, I'm. I, I don't. I. I don't like them anymore because they're not mobile. Right. <laughs> it's true, but it, uh, right now I'm on my desktop, and it's the largest screen that I have. Mm-hmm. I think there is no such laptop as my desktop is, so you cannot beat that. That's true. That's very true. Um, I, I got my son a um, a. a a, 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 um, a desktop recently because he likes to play video games on them, right? And you need all the resources you can get. So he has the GPUs in there and all that good stuff, right? So he can actually create it, uh, create his own gaming part where everybody can go to his game, right? And so, uh, so yeah, he has this huge desktop screen that you just can't beat or get anywhere else, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, the printer. The printer. That's very funny. It depends upon who you ask. The hackers will tell you that it's underrated. And that's what I mean. Recently, there was a huge, huge hack where it turns out that the Microsoft print driver will automatically load the code that you give it mm. and run it in privileged mode. Oh, man. That way, you can infect all of the world's computers and the hackers did it. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's been about two weeks ago that it happened. So as far as hackers, that's underrated because you can do so much more with those. Uh, regular people probably don't use this too much, not anymore. Right, right. I wouldn't even, man. I'm, I'm going to have to look that up, man. You know, that, that hack that happened. Yeah. Oh, man. I All think right. it's called print nightmare or something like that. Print nightmare. Okay. Yeah, let me write that down for sure. All right, the next one is higher education. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I like getting education, but that's my stuff. I have my partner at Elephant Scale. He says, Mark, I know you. When you need to do something, you get the book and you read it first. Right. (laughs) He says, well, in his mind, the higher education is overrated. Oh. All right, but my actions prove that you can cannot ever get enough education yeah 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 it's always good it's always you can get more so maybe that's why it's called a high education because you can always go higher yeah <laughs> no i agree man you know i um i 
I'm obsessed with learning, right? You know, and always continuously. That's why we're talking so well. Maybe I should mention one interesting thing. There is one mm -hmm. of my favorite stories from the from the Japanese Zen teachings. And Zen. the next story, yes, the guy comes to the butcher and he says, please give me the best piece of meat that you have. Mm -hmm. And the butcher says, every piece of meat that I have is the best. He said, every piece, every piece is the best. And at this point, the guy who asked this question became eliminated. He understood that there is no big difference between the whole huge world and one speck of dust. Oh. That's what it's teaching you. But it has to be sudden. It has to hit you. And then suddenly you, you get to a different level of consciousness. In that sense, nothing is overrated and nothing is underrated. Mm, everything is right where it needs to be. It is the best. Yeah, everything is the best. Yeah. But we will go back, we'll get out of this Buddha consciousness, and we'll go back to the normal state of mind, and we can continue with the questions. Okay. Oh, <laughs> all right. I got a couple more. Um, Hard-covered books. We love hard-covered books. We have too much, and we're not starting to buy them. We're, we're still doing this. So underrated in the population's eyes, but always underrated in our eyes. We want them. And when my wife cannot buy it, she just goes to the library. It still works very well. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of hardcover books. I started, you know, online. I like audible books when I'm in my car and things like that. Yeah, yeah, it's all about, you know, gaining knowledge. But I, I know people in the past have said there's nothing like holding, right, a hardcover book. You know, to be able to go through and highlight yourself and things like that, right? You know, probably not as hard on the eyes either. I mean, you're always on the computers all the time, and you yeah, know, you're <laughs> yeah, yeah, always you get away from it. Um, all right, one more cheese, cheese, <laughs> <laughs> for that one, right? Of course, Gromit, who is out of cheese, right? So, to me, you can never have. Cheese overrated. Cheese is always good, right? It, it's always underrated in everybody's eyes, everybody's mind, and and the proof is that the moon is made of cheese. You probably oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Arms about that, that every world knows. Everybody knows that the moon is made of cheese. Of cheese, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun, man. I I really appreciate it, Mark. I really enjoyed you, man, being on the podcast. Thank you all for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. I am your host, Dapper Data, and, and we have had this special guest, Mark, on this call. He's told us a lot about AI and about his company. Definitely tune in to this podcast and, and, and other ones as well. Where can they reach you, Mark, if there's anything they want to know uh, uh, more about you and, and your company? I think the easiest is go LinkedIn mm -hmm. and Mark. Okay is quite unique so if you yep, don't yep. my name then uh, you will find just one guy okay all right great uh, is there anything that you're promoting right now you know conferences books speaking engagements anything like that that you want the audience to know about yes well first of all i mentioned this talmud eliminated so you can go to the website and uh you can see how it changes we are working on the presentation but we're also adding ai part so you can ask deep philosophical question about life very soon. 
Moses will answer you. That's what <laughs> <I'm doing. laughs> I'm also writing a practical book. It's called the, well, it's called AI NLP. It's called exactly the things we talked about. And that will be the latest and greatest of practical applications you can do in AI and natural language processing. That will come out sometime soon, maybe two or three months from now. But that will be the latest and greatest collection of all the practical advice that you can do and implement. All right, great. Great. All right. You heard it. You heard it from Mark. You know, definitely go check out uh, everything they just mentioned. And again, Mark, I appreciate you being on the podcast. It's been a pleasure having you on here. Everybody, you can always reach me at Mr. Dapper Data on any one of the social media um, platforms, uh, LinkedIn as well, Dapper Data there or Bobby Roundtree. Uh, and also you can purchase my book on LinkedIn if you want to as well. Uh, thank you again, everybody. And peace out. Thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion with your host, Dapper Data.